Today, I'd like to welcome our special guest here, Manisha Lad. She is the founder of Akil Autism Foundation based in New Jersey. And uh, Manisha and I have been having conversations back and forth for a few years now. I've got, I've got to know her uh, through her husband, Mahesh, who introduced Manisha. And it's been an interesting journey. And today, I'd like to welcome Manisha. And so, Manisha, uh, tell us a little bit about just the work that you do for, for those that might not be aware and, and really just sharing uh, who you are. Mitesh, first of all, thank you so much and uh, for, for this opportunity. The work I do and uh, my introduction, I always start is I'm Akhil's mom. Akhil is our only son who is 21 years old now. He has autism. And what I do is when Akhil came into our life with autism diagnosis, we were not giving much of a hope. We decided to go and listen to our inner voices. And the first thing is we accepted Akhil's autism and we kept that label aside. And since then, the whole journey has been very positive for us. So that's what I do. I give a hope to the families through Akhil Autism Foundation, an organization started by my husband and me almost 15 to 17 years back. And uh, we tell them it's possible because autism is extremely, extremely complex neurological disorder. Back then, uh, they had no clue unknown cause and now the doctors are openly talking about it that accepting it we don't understand autism it's very hard to understand so that's what i do give a hope to the families look it's simple thing um if we can do it for the families can do it you all can do it it's possible yeah i can imagine uh it's different now but even 20 years ago when this initially came to light for you that uh, uh, Akhil has autism. That must have been a, a, a moment of, you know, what do you do? What was, what was that, that initial experience like for you? See, back then, I would say he was diagnosed in 18 months, right? As a mother, when he was eight month old, I had a gut feeling that something is wrong with my child. But unless and until you don't get that diagnosis on a paper, it is just a mother's, um, what do you say, mother's myth, or a, it is a mother's viewpoint. But then finally got autism diagnosis. That time itself, autism was one in 250. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there were many resources, but they were scattered. There were not many recovery stories. Yes, there were recovery stories, but there were hardly one or two. But that time, the view of autism which we had and understanding was autism was relying on the different websites, relying on different doctors. And when doctors were studying autism in their medical education, that time autism was maybe one in 10,000. So that time, we were all were learning. We used to go and attend this conferences called uh, Defeat Autism Now, which was started um, by Autism Research Institute. And they started a moment called as a, a Dan Doctor. So back then, 40 years back, uh, 
they thought autism was because of the refrigerated mothers. So the late Dr. Bernie Rimland came into picture, and you know he's a he he was father of an adult auto, uh, individual with autism, and he said, you know what? No, they have medical issues. They have deficiencies. And he got few researchers and few scientists and few parents and doctors together. And they started meeting as a small meetup group, which grew so big. And by, by that time, when we had a kill uh, and diagnosed with a kill, the conferences were going on. So I would not say that it was nothing out there, there was, but there was nothing on the plate for us or a very clear track for us that this is the path you take. The, the biggest hope for us was going and finding the families who have kids with autism. What are they doing? Mm -hmm. What success they have seen? Because every child is unique. It took a while for us. So it was not easy and we had to educate ourselves. All the treatments were completely considered until now also they consider experimental uh, if i go to a medical uh, mainstream doctor they would say this is all experimental and not proven mm -hmm. so now to do the treatment or not to do the treatment that was a big question second it was expensive it was all out of pocket so who wherever go to people i would go to people where the parents who would say, you have to put the child on the diet. You have to give them supplements. You have to get the toxins out. You have to look into it. And that's, everything was educated. So the biggest thing was accepting, um, having your, have the vision in the mind that um, go with, like, go ahead, educate yourself, do it. And uh, whatever you see, that you celebrate. Don't go with expectation that I do this and my child is going to start talking. So since 16 years, we are busy uh, trying to fix Sakhil. And then after 16 years, things changed. Yeah, and that's one of the things that as we've been talking that was the most striking is that, you know, you went from a perspective of you know, seeing a kill potentially as, as broken or something that needs, you know, somebody that needs to be fixed or, you know, that he has to meet a certain standard that, you know, we all as humans would define as, okay, what is normal and what's not normal. And then there, were, there was a turning point for you and at 16, it seems. And, and, and so what, what was it? Was it a mental shift? Was it a, you know, something that, you know, an incident that happened? Like, what was it that really allowed things to shift for you? So I would say the at the age of 16 years, the turning point was for me. But till 11 years of age, Akhil was completely nonverbal, very hyper, in spite of doing all the holistic treatments. You name it, and we had done it. And he, we were told he doesn't know his numbers, colors. And they were teaching him daily living skills. And he was failing miserably. So everything in his schools, private special education school provided by government with surrounded by the topmost consultants and people, he, we don't have data to show. We taught Akhil A, B, C, D. And when you ask Akhil, what is this? Akhil says it's A, B, A or B or C or D. We had receptively, he could identify. 
so they stopped all the program they couldn't teach him daily functional living also so he was failed we pulled him out of that school we put into another school with not much of a hope and um, uh, i said okay we'll try and i had no clue that in this school they do something called as um, typing with the ipad and that was considered i had no clue what and akil goes into the first typing session and with little bit of support he types four lines next day the therapist called me because in that school they had 40 children typing so she called me and she said you know we tried this with akil and akil typed four lines i said no he doesn't know his letters and numbers he said no he knows but he doesn't know words he knows come and check it out so i go there i see now it's so hard for a parent till 11 years of age somebody is telling me he doesn't know his letters numbers and and uh, now you're showing me that he's typing as i said there were 40 kids in the school who were typing some of them were um my friends kids right they were already going to that school so i called them and i said hey you know what i got a call from the school and they said akil is typing and he said they said yeah my son also types my daughter also types um but he does who he or she doesn't type in the house he types in school so i went back and researched what is this uh and then i learned that it is controversial so by that time our mindset was that anything which is controversial it was like whoa now this is something we have to try you know because we would go to the doctor and ask the doctor my child is not sleeping can we give him melatonin they said no my child you know has to go on a diet he has very limited food can he put in a diet he said no so whatever they told no we went ahead and did it and we saw the progress so we said decided to uh, try this out and so you, i go to school you are again a rebel in that, in that sense like a rebel parent where <laughs> whatever you were told it was like i'm going to do the opposite of it yeah because see there are two ways to look into a life you go to a doctor and then uh, there's an it's an empty box now what do you do with the empty box either you can sit and cry and you say i have an empty box i'm empty box but i said why not we oh then it's sky is the limit we can put so many things in the boxes because finally doctors are doctors they are not the god and uh, i had my inner voice and parents gut feeling is something which my mom had taught me she didn't come from any psychological background or she didn't had any bachelors or masters or something she was from india and who was very positive and high energy which you can feel in me i'm like she would to tell us like look in our um we have two minds one mind keeps on telling us do it do it do it other is like a truthful mind which is the real mind so when you're confused in life just sit down and ask for your true mind that's where you get the answer so the same skills i applied i said if i go to a medical 
become a doctor today you know i might not become a doctor maybe in 4 years because i may not be that smart and uh, i might take 8 or maybe 16 years um but i will not have those answers so my gut feeling said that go it's possible and just try it out try it with full open heart i applied the same principles which my mom told me go and listen to your gut feeling and that is it and follow that follow with very full integrity yeah and i'm i'm as i'm hearing you this is something that you know at, at what shakti and i have have been talking about on our podcast for for a while now is that you know it's really about listening to your inner voice and i'm 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 really intrigued that you know for you too this was something that sometimes you have to go against the grain sometimes you have to go against the the common practices and really listen to the voice that might be leading you in a different direction and yeah so definitely i'd, I'd love to hear what happened as a as a result of that so finally akil and i clicked and in that school um we decided um to accept akil's mode of communication so that was something called as presumed competence then they also talked about um mind and body and reflex integration so there are three three concepts to us one is a presumed competence there's a mind and body disconnect and reflex integration work and akil was listening to everything so then my curious mom personality this came out because now i wanted to hear everything we had new akil and i wanted to hear everything what he has to say so he remembered his childhood he remembered his florida trip he remembered everything so i became more curious and we found a way to go into his world because he welcomed me into his world through typing that's so beautiful that you know for so many years you just never realized that he you know had the ability to communicate and then when he did he shared so many things that that just wasn't even on your radar like wow okay he's he can remember and process all of this right i also went through 6 months a very depressive state that got my we got the child back but he stays in a subconscious mind is like a child staying in his dream there is no reality check for him at the age of 11 he wanted to go and do a research he was still very hyper so akil we asking akil a lot of questions and um, when we were constantly talking about mind and body mind and body one day akil through our typing session said i cannot see my body in my mind there was one moment where he had a meltdown in the bus and we said okay i said you're not going to school today um because you're not listening who knew what is this mind and body control issue we don't understand all those things we think because child is typing and telling so he should be able to handle himself so he made a very uh, touchy statement that i don't have a place in the world I have never cried so much for 3 hours that day. I said how can I give a hope to my child? 
how can we tell him that no you have a place in the world and we found one adult who through that typing method not only graduated from the university and um, that weekend me and mahesh we drove all the way to that university met that adult had a consultation with his teacher who consults and we akhil and him they both had a conversation so there was a row of hope in akhil's life and when akhil said i cannot see my body in my mind akhil also said i think in pictures and my brain doesn't give me instructions to my body that's where we understood the reflex integration and we dived into the reflex integration the interesting part was school was already working on reflexes then what reflexes we are talking about well that we had to go and explain them the reflex reflexes which are working they are on the cortical level and you need to work at the brain stem level so somehow we managed to get them onto the page because autism they see everything from a behavior 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 perspective we had to shift from behavior to medical disorder and in spite of doing everything medically we plateaued because there was huge sensory motor piece which with the if you are lucky enough can connect your mind and body through the brain so we were able to apply and now akhil is much better independent in his typing his language is coming he not only caught up with his age appropriate uh, education it was very quick for him because he comprehends everything very quickly he thinks in pictures and we were we are able to understand from his mind what's going on in your mind and he says i don't know what to tell my mind what to do mhm so now we tell him tell your mind to do this so we talk to his mind directly and now he's a sophomore yeah so absolutely sophomore at rowan college of south jersey finished 29 hours of college education has um, interest in plant medicine so we don't know what future this that's a huge step from for, you know from taking it from nonverbal to not knowing you know whether or not this communication will happen and to be as a sophomore in college and 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 even just this journey that you shared about this disassociation between the mind and the body uh, i think that gives a lot of insight into the perspective of, of how we're looking at autism i think that the whole needs that whole piece needs to change and and you know rather than seeing it as something that's broken i i feel like and as you and i have talked that akil truly has a gift in in being able to really see his mind as separate from him and really see his body separate from him and and really almost like a you know i i talk about this in some of the mindfulness work is that you know being the ceo of your mind where you can direct the mind rather than having this feeling like okay i am the mind i am my body i'm all of this but really separating yourself and that is really like an enlightened state in in many ways <laughs> i i appreciate just this understanding that i've gotten from you about akil and how he uh functions in this world in that way 
So that's where the things change. His breakthrough came at the age of 11. My breakthrough came at the age of 16. That, hey, it's nothing but fixing Akhil. It's about transforming myself. Because Akhil's energy and me, we both, we both vibrate at the same vibrational energy. And um, he, if my breathing changes, he gets it. He literally mimics me. When he starts mimics, mimicking me, I change. So the more I change, he changes. So essentially, he's reflecting back what your internal state is. So, uh, and, and that's powerful to, you know, where he is so sensitive to how others are feeling and, and, and even uh, during one of our earlier conversations, you had mentioned uh, this telepathy that he has, that he, you know, his ability, his ability to even read thoughts of other people. And how has that experience been for you as you've, as you've see, interacted with him? See, first of all, the word telepathy is something uh, I'm not very comfortable to use it. It can be, this is a, this is, first, this is unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Second, um, it is a mind-to-mind -mind connection. And um, it can be called as a non-local communication. And in his world, he says, people don't talk. So when we go to our spiritual sadhanas and the people who go into the spiritual sadhanas, they have, they, they go in silence. So yes, what you're telling is right. So telepathy might has, has to be, you know, used or explained for autism in a different way. Or else they will say, oh, these are not your thoughts. These are not his thoughts. These are your thoughts. It's very hard. Mm. So we are studying. Akhil is participating because there are many children like Akhil. And if we don't talk about it and if we don't accept it, and if we do keep hush-hush about this, I think I will be lying. I'll be lying to myself. So when I met, um, when I heard one of the interviews with Dr. Diane Powell and Deepak Chopra in 2015, I had just come from India. I'm just going through my Facebook, YouTube. I, I was in jet lag and I just saw this interview. And Dr. Diane Powell studying children, individuals like this. She already had seen few cases and she was discussing that with Dr. Deepak Chopra. So I got in touch with her. We spoke and I told her, you know what? I want Dr. Deepak to meet Akhil. And she said, you know, he's very busy and you might have to fly to LA. And long story short, she came. She did a first experiment with Akhil and me. She was blown away. Um, she recorded. She took the data. She went to Dr. Deepak again. And in a year down again, Dr. Deepak um, came to our house. And he saw that uh, in person. So now we went to the next level and we are trying to bring a technology uh, called as BioWell, which actually 
through your Meridian channel, um, through that software device, they are able to see and measure the energies, chakras, and mm. other wellness things from the gastrointestinal and emotional stages. So Akhil participated in one more study. And there's a whole uh, filmmaker is working on going and studying these individuals, recording them, and um, they are collecting data. And we are waiting for that to go to the next level and go to experts and maybe do more QEG and see they want to put a QEG in my head and in his head and see what are the brain waves. Because we all want to see something tangible. Unless and until it doesn't come into my blood report that my glucose is extremely high, I'm not going to accept it. Yeah. That's the mindset. <laughs> That's the mindset we are living in. I want to see something happening. Who had imagined that today we are going to do so much work on iPhone? I don't know how much what the Apple people must have that time imagined, you know. So that's it. Follow your visions and um, that, that is a, Yeah, that's a beautiful example of, you know, as you were speaking, it, it almost made me think about how just Akhil's presence has opened you up to to your own human potential, to your own exploration of what is possible. And, you know, whereas, you know, when you started, it came in as like, you know, what's not, you know, this isn't possible. Nothing can, can go from here. And that's your key message is really of the hope, of hope of, you know, when you presume competence, when you see that somebody is whole complete just as they are you know they might be you know a kill might be behaving differently in the world than what you're used to but it doesn't mean that he is not whole and complete as his, as his own individual and, self and that's why now the whole neurodiversity is coming into picture instead of autism they say it's neurodiverse and you have to accept their the brain connections are different mm-hmm. Right, and we have to accept. Yes, there are challenges. Just because Akhil has autism, that doesn't mean we make things available for him. No, he has to do his stuff. He has to um, cook for himself. He has to clean his bedroom. Uh, he has to um, do the dishwasher, do the chores in the house, and um, he has to go for a job. So now he's taking some job skills training. Yeah. And it's, I know just recently he has started a, a job training and, and it's been a big milestone for, for you as well as for him and to find that independence. And because I know uh, through our conversations, one of the things that, that worries parents of autistic children is that what will they do when we as parents are no longer? Yes, yes, yes. Now, uh you know, for that, my actually my sister who is six years younger to me, I think she has good um, analysis or highlight or whatever you can say. Like she says, you know, if universe has brought this, I'm sure universe will have a plan too. That so we very, have to, yeah. Uh, that, is, that is very wise. I have to say that. You know, if, if if there is a condition on the universe that was brought into place, there there is a bigger plan in place as well. So, okay. I very much believe in that, and and okay. I 
I see that the concern that, you know, very, very natural concern is like, you know, what will happen afterwards. But there's also a plan that we just might, yes. might not be aware of. Now, this goes with neurotypical society also. You know, everybody worries about their kids and everybody want to be for their child forever and make sure we make it available or, you know, we be we want to be there. But um, the sad part is that everybody in the, has to, to go and the time will come. Everybody will go. You have to do your part. Um, you think, I'm here to do this, do that. No, now I've got myself eye out of that picture. I said, okay. Whatever comes on my plate, I'm going to do it fully involved, fully devoted. And if that happens, then I'm going to be happy that, oh, wow, this project happened. I was used, like, it was a plan for the universe. And sometimes, sometimes things happen like that. We plan something and it doesn't work out. But then I cannot ignore things which have happened. Yeah, so I try to... I try to find uh, the happy space. For me, the biggest happy space is is to be with Akhil and teach him and learn from him. And um, it's just, it's a different world altogether. When I come out of that world, I don't like this. <laughs> it's hard for me. The relationships are different for me because I look for integrity. I look for the trust and it's hard. People yeah. have their own agendas going on. And then they are um, reading Manisha, like, okay, which card should we put so that, you know, we can get our things done. And okay, sometimes I know, okay, here's the emotional card coming. Or, or okay, here's the card coming. Well, okay, she can be, be convinced. And okay. And like, I just now watch that from outside and I experience it. A long way to go. I still have a long way to go. But I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you you celebrating, uh, you sharing, and and I'm celebrating this 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 fact that this journey that you and Akil have taken, and uh, and how it's opened you up. It's how it's you've helped in in his growth. He's helped in your growth, and just this this uh, co creation together yeah. as, as a mother and child, and you know as yeah this journey unfolds, I, I'm certainly looking forward to even seeing the possibilities as we move into the future. So, you know, truly appreciating your Thank you. insight and presence today. Thank you. And Akhil has a very special bond with his uh, dad also. So they have a different, so I don't interfere in there, in them. They don't interfere in, in uh, he doesn't interfere in us. And um, when Akhil has to have a free time, okay, yes, this is your free time if you want to listen to music. But but yes, we have to, he's happy. We have happy energy in our house. He he feels very happy and trusted. Yeah, and I, I see that. I see the just the level of appreciation and care that uh, in, that engages within just the two of you and the the. You know, with your husband Mahesh and everybody just, you know, finding, I, I mean, I, I saw those recent pictures that you put around Akhil's 21st birthday and celebrating that. And I can just see that there was so much to celebrate and the journey and, and all the things that you've gone through and, yes. uh, you know, coming to this place of 
possibility of what can happen yes. next and where to expand yes. further. Yeah. yeah, I don't plan anything for Akhil. Like Akhil tells us the way and I just enjoy this. So my whole stress is gone now that I don't have sleepless nights of what's going to happen of my child's future, whether he'll go to college or he'll do a job. No, no, he's, he's doing whatever the best he can and that's it. Awesome. Well, well, thank you again, Manisha. And once again, uh, Manisha Lad here from Akhil Autism Foundation. And I will share your, your, your website and the work that you do. Uh, you can catch it uh, as well. So thank you again, Manisha, for, for coming here today on our, spiritual, on, the, on our Spiritual Alignment podcast. And we look forward to continuing our dialogue in the near future. Thank you so much, Mitesh. Thank you so much.